Okay. So, yesterday we went into uh, the meaning of the words, you give life to them all, and the words um, that the Talmud says about those words, the Talmud says you give life to them all, should, should be read as you create them all. And, um, and we explained that by me- meditating about how Hashem gives us life, and meditating about this is something we said that is relevant to us, something that we could relate to because we all feel that we're alive. And meditating more about how Hashem takes care of us by divine providence. And as we learned yesterday, the example of Hashem takes care of all kinds of vegetation. So, um, and each each um, kind of vegetation grows in the right climate and with the right amount of rainfall. Um, this this meditation will bring us to not only appreciating this truth how Hashem um, uh, gives life to everything, but um, but more how Hashem creates everything by thinking about the divine providence in our lives and realizing that we're not independent this truth that we know logically that we can't create ourselves this truth will become something that resonates in us that, that we will feel that we, are, we, that we aren't independent creatures that we are completely dependent on, on Hashem um, so in the next um, section of the Mimer um, which, we, which we briefly um, glossed over yesterday um, the Ebbe says that the, the, the fact that the Talmudic interpretation and the simple interpretation are in the same verse highlights that they are um, that they're connected to each other that um, that the, the light of Hashem animates and sustains and, and, and creates all creatures unlike the, the way we learned it till now where there's two different kinds of divine energy there is, there is the infinite light of Hashem which is needed to um, to create every creature and there is a more finite light of Hashem which is given which is um, used to uh, give each creature its particular character um, the Rebbe says it's in, it's in the, same, the fact that it's in the same line the fa- same verse emphasizes that, it's, that, it's, that, it, that it is the same thing just, 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 just to unpack that for a second a little bit more um, Rameel Chetzibol Vashalom used to say this that in every created being there's a need for three different kinds of divine energy. The fact that we feel um, alive, and the fact that we have our own persona, and the fact that we have different properties, that's from the, the light of Hashem, which is limited, that, that Hashem sends t- to each creature individually and personally. That's what Chassidus um, um, connects to the Kav. The word Kav means measurement. How Hashem measures for each creature what they need to tick. Just like in our own body. Then there is another kind of godly energy 
in order that's needed for a more basic need, that is in order to exist. To exist as a physical reality, in order to be a physical reality, there has to be an infinite light of Hashem present. Why? Because, because to, there, there is a rule in Jewish philosophy and Kabbalah and Hasidus that if you were to take something spiritual and you were to mutate it infinitely, it would never, it would never become something physical. It would never, it would never turn into something physical. No matter how many steps of ishtalshalos there are, no matter how many degrees of concealment and contraction there are of Hashem's light, it would never reach physical. It would go from the higher worlds to the lower worlds, as we know in the in the spiritual cosmos. But it would never become something physical. In order to traverse the gap from the spiritual to the physical, there has to be an infinite light of Hashem, infinite light of Hashem, which is what powers this this transition from spiritual to physical, because it's an infinite gap. But there's a third component needed for every, every creature needs, and that is, in order to be a, a reality that Hashem wants, it's not only necessary for each creature to be physical, and each creature to have its own identity and its own uh, components, each creature needs also to feel completely independent, that its natural state of reality is that I am here by myself. Even though we know it's illogical, we know we're dependent, and we could, but our 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 go-to um, place, not just go-to, but we would have to go anywhere. That that that's who we are, is that we are, that we are here by ourselves. That's that's how we feel. So because Hashem has no source, Hashem is no source. Hashem is 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 a kadmin. Hashem is no source. He's mechuyev emetzias. Barbanel says that um, every other creature in the world is called Efsharis HaMetzius. Efsharis HaMetzius means it's a possible existence. Even though Hashem created it, it doesn't have to exist. Because everything that Hashem created is dependent. It depends on Hashem. Since it depends on Hashem, so you cannot say that it's, it has to be here. Because everything which is dependent on something else doesn't have to be here. It's dependent on something else. So, so the... Um, the only one who is of who has to be here, is someone who is independent, meaning Hashem. Hashem is the only one who is mechuyev hametzias. So, um, so, but our default feeling is that we are mechuyev hametzias. We feel we have to be here. We feel that we have no source. There's a, a part from Pelusha uh, Chassidus about um, about apikursis. The Rebbe shared this as well at Yerushalayim. That if I'm, I hope not, was quoting something about this about um, everything Hashem created is is for a purpose. What's the purpose of, of of heresy? Why is there such a thing that exists? Where does heresy come from? So the word that uh, that someone said, some righteous Jew said that um, when it comes to a favor for, that someone has asked you to do, you shouldn't think, oh, Hashem will take care of them. You should you should look at this as if. Without, without, without the uh, the Abishter being part of the equation, someone needs help. You should say this is the buck stops here. I need to take care of. It. But uh, Hasidus asks a, d- a deeper question: not what's the purpose of apicursus, not not what benefit does it have, but what is it? What 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 is it made of? Where does it come from? Uh, and where does it come from? This feeling that we that we exist, we we feel we have no source. Where does it come from? 
So it says that that the fact that we um, that the essence of Hashem um, has no source, He Himself imbues into creation this um, this feeling of of independence because the created reality um, is is connected to the essence of Hashem. That his existence is from himself. Only Hashem was no source. Only Hashem was no source. Only He is able to create this 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 phenomena of a being that feels it has no source. So, um, so Chassidus um, says that although. There are these three different components that are needed in each creature, but they're not, they're not, um, uh, they're all connected to the light of Hashem, which, the limited light of Hashem. The limited light of Hashem comes from Malchus. What is Malchus? Malchus means Hashem's desire to be a king. Hashem's desire to have a people. And it says if you have a thousand children, you're still not a king. In order to be a king, you have to have people who feel that they are a separate entity. So Hashem endows the sphere of Malchus with this infinite power to, uh, to create a, a finite being, to create a physical reality. Malchus is endowed with this... In, although Malchus is a very... It's the lowest of all the spheres. It's, it's called the... Um, it's, it, it's, 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 it's a recipient of this, all the spheres above it. As, it, as King Solomon says, says, all the rivers go to the sea. All the rivers of Atsilus, all the higher divine lights are, are revealed in Malchus, in the lowest of the other spheres. Just like in ourselves, all of our intellect and our feelings, um, all of intellect, intellect and emotions, they all find expression in our, in our talking. We, 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 um, we think and we feel. But um, it all comes expressed in our words. So, and more, Chassidus um, says that actually the lowest of the spheres, not only it receives in the spheres above it, the lowest of the spheres has, has, a, has a greater connection to the highest sphere. How so? I don't know the source of this. I heard this is what Chassidim say. Uh, the Zohar says, the father made the daughter. The father means the first sphere of Atsilus. And the daughter means the lowest sphere of Atsilus. The Zohar says, so the father and the daughter are connected. It means there's a direct connection between the daughter and the father, between the lowest sphere and the highest sphere. What's the connection that they have? So Malchus, the, uh, the godly energy that is about creation, is considered the lowest divine energy. Why is it the lowest divine energy? Because it's about creating a reality that feels separate from Hashem. So it's the lowest. It, it, it's, it's the one that f- fulfills Hashem's intent the most, but it's the lowest. Chachma, which is the highest divine energy, all, it, 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 why is it the highest? Because in Chachma it's revealed how Hashem is alone and there's nothing besides it. So Chachma has a state of, is in a state of absolute abnegation to Hashem, Hashem, because of Chachmah's realization, Chachmah's feeling, there's nothing besides Hashem. Because Chachmah is in a place there's nothing that, that, that feels nothing besides Hashem, Chachmah is a state of abnegation. Malchus, the lowest sphere, is also a state of abnegation. Why is it in a state of abnegation? Because all it has is from the spheres above it. 
it, it, it is what emerges after the entire spiritual process of contraction, contraction. So it's 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 lower than everything, receives from everything. So therefore, it's also it's 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 called in Kabbalah also the, the the ground, not just the sea. It's called the ground. Everyone steps up. Um, it's it's a lowest sphere. It 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 it's it's it, it, it. But on the one hand, it's a lowest. On the other hand, it's it's the highest. But why? Because it is the one that actually fulfills the will of Hashem to create the world, which is Hashem's whole intent. So the word that Chassidim say is that. Um, Chachma was looking for a shidduch, looking for a soulmate. So people told Chachma, you know, Machos, you have bittel, you have an abnegation to Hashem. Machos is also has in a state of abnegation. So why not you and Machos get together? So uh, so Chachma and Machos meet. And Chachma says to Machos, I hear, I hear you have a lot of bittel. And Machos is like, oh me, <laughs> that's true, I do have a lot of bittel. So uh, Chachma says, uh-oh, if Malchus knows about her bittel, then she's not really bottle. Which is, um, which, which is conveying a deep truth. Although Malchus is in a state of abnegation, you can't compare the abnegation of Chachma to the abnegation of Malchus. The abnegation of Chachma, what is the abnegation of Chachma? That it's a sense of nothing besides Hashem. What's the sense of abnegation in Malchus? a whole different thing. Malchus is fulfilling the will of Hashem. And a parent of Machkan Olvashom used to say, the best chassidim that ever existed are the Rebbe's chassidim. Why? Their parents was in the, in the city of Lubavitch. He saw the 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 the, the oivdim maskilim. He saw the, the the golden years of Lubavitch, of the, the top minds and hearts who were diving for, for hours and hours a day. He said, he said, yeah, they were great, but he said, if the Rebbe Rashab would tell them to go out and play baseball with kids and teach them Aleph base, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it and he was saying the truth. It, w- it was true they wouldn't do it. Why wouldn't they do it? And in fact, uh, when, when Stalin came and the yeshiva had to close, and the, the job of every boy in the yeshiva became to go on a run and teach Aleph to children on the ground, um, a lot of the, the more gifted students had a harder time with that. They had a hard time with the transition because they were used to serving Hashem in a very specific way. This is a whole major transition. So they, they weren't able to, to just go on the run and switch and, and, and but the ones who were less gifted, every boy in Lubavitch had a mark. The Aleph Aleph boys were the best. The Dalla Dalla boys were the worst. The Dalla Dalla boys, Randall Futafas used to say the worst boys, they're the ones who were the fastest to go and to go on the ground. Because they didn't have a certain way of serving Hashem. They weren't limited with a certain certain method of serving Hashem. They were they were just whatever Hashem, whatever has to happen. It may be easier to go on the run than it is to sit down and, and learn for some of them, true. Um, but the transition was easier. Transition of like, there's a whole thing about different things Hashem wants from us. So, Malchus, Malchus, so, so well, let's say it more in the parents' language. The boys in, in, in the yeshiva today, the reason they're able to go play baseball is because they are not so into the davening and learning the way that the Rebbe Rashabs sit and work. They're not so into it. On the other hand, they ought to fulfill the divine intent of Hashem more than the boys in Yeshua Lubavitch because of their deficiency. So Malchus has a sense of, of, of separation. Of Malchus is called Hashem's speech, just like by ourselves. What's our speech? Our speech is our, our tool to communicate with, it, with those outside us. So to Malchus is about communicating to the outside to create a reality that feels outside of Hashem. But precisely um, um, because Malchus is so low, it's uniquely gifted with the ability to, to, uh, 
um, to to fulfill Hashem's desire and creation. So that's why Chochma and Malchus are both related to each other, although they're very different. Chochma is a place that it's revealed nothing besides Hashem. Malchus is more a place where it's revealed that that there's that there is something other that there's that there's a concealment of godliness, there's a feeling, a feeling of, of other, there's a feeling of separation. There's a, 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 a it's a source of separation. And so they have something in common that that Malchus is the one that's devoted to the will of Hashem in, 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 a, in a way that Chachma can't be. On the other hand, it's because of Malchus', Malchus is feeling of separation that's uniquely able to do that. So that's why, that's why Chachma and Malchus are connected to each other, just practically. The reason why um, Malchus is a source of speech, the reason why each of us chooses different words to convey the same idea is because our speech emanates from a place which is beyond our understanding. If understanding is a motivated speech, then if you and I think the same thing, then we would say the same, use the same words. The reason we choose different words is because chachma, which is a source of speech, which is, uh, is above logic, and it, 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 it directs me, my subconscious, and chachma directs my words to be different. Or, as Chassidah says, the rif and the rosh and the rambam, Sometimes in yeshiva you're trying to figure out why they use different language, and sometimes it's great, there's great significance, but sometimes it's not because there's a great significance, it's just because of the source of their words in their, in their, in their chachma. The Rif had his chachma, the Rosh had his chachma, the Ram had his chachma. It's not a logical thing, it's something which is beyond logic. So chachma and machs are connected to each other. The father made the daughter. And not only does machs emanate from chachma, Malchus has a connection also to Hashem in infinite light. Why? Because, because in order to, to create a physical reality, or even to create the worlds which are beneath Hatzilus, there has to be also an infinite power. And therefore, Malchus needs an infinite power of the Ebishter in order to, uh, to make this happen. So Malchus uniquely has to be rooted in beyond Chachm, not just in Chachm, beyond Chachm. And not just Malchus is rooted beyond Chachma, but also in Malchus is an expression of the essence of Hashem. And therefore, um, we are we we receive from the, in Malchus the our 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 persona. We receive from Malchus our the physical reality. We receive from Malchus also the sense of complete independence. Malchus transmits through it this 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 infinite power of Hashem to create the physical reality. And Malchus also transmits this, this, this sense of self that we feel independent, which comes from the essence of Hashem, who is truly independent. I was going to say, Malchus is like from both sides, right? Right. It's independent and dependent at the same time. Right, right. It's an interesting challenge to do. So, so, so that's why it says, mm-hmm. Seif Ma'is the end action is rooted in the original thought. And so, so that's, that's perhaps the beginning of the discussion of what the Rebbe is saying in the last line here. That you give life to them all. It's it's in the same sentence that that, that as you create them all. It's it come it ultimately ultimately comes through Malchus, but um, it's it's more than that. But let's let's say that that for today. You have to send this to you. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I told you that many years ago I discovered that my birthday is in Rulosh and the Malchus. Yeah. 
my nose went up, whoa. 